0: and welcome to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight. We have a guest today from Switzerland, Dr. Christopher vazy Did I pronounce yeah,
1: that? Hello, right? Miriam.
0: <laughs> hello, hello. Christopher is a naturopath specializing in detoxification and rejuvenation. He is the author of the Acid Alkaline Diet for Optimum Health, Optimal Detox, The Naturopathic Way, the water prescription, the whey prescription, the detox mono diet, and the healing power of fever. He lives near Montreux, Switzerland, and I am so delighted to welcome you today.
1: Oh, that's very nice. I'm happy to be with you.
0: You know, I read your book, The Acid Alkaline Diet. It must be... Well over ten years ago, and that is one of the few books that I have on my permanent reference library shelf. Um, what you do that I love so much is that you deal with the fundamental truths of physiology and explain them for the layman. So, I am—I I was really thrilled to get your book, your your latest book, Natural Remedies for Inflammation. Uh, which kind of builds on um, your other books, especially the acid alkaline book. so let's leap in with the question: what is inflammation? You keep on reading about it as being at the at the foundation of so many of our aches and pains.
1: Well uh, <clears throat> an inflammation is a defensive reaction triggered by the immune system to destroy the enemy that is the germ, microbes, poisons which have uh, invaded or uh, attacked a part of the the body. Uh, It is truly the reaction of the body and not so much as many people think the uh, damages caused by the microbes also. When the cells are attacked by something, by the germs, for example, they cannot defend themselves on their own. They have to call to their help, the immune system, and they do that by uh, producing um, substances which are mediators, inflammation mediators, or prostaglandins, which say to the immune system, I'm in trouble, send white blood cells to defend me and that's what the immune system does and when the blood cells arrive in the region which is uh, attacked by the intruders they will fight against intruders to kill it or neutralize it, destroy it and that brings the four different uh, symptoms of inflammation, that is uh, a swelling of the region, redness, because there's more blood circulating in the region, pain because of the war taking place, and also an increase of heat in the region, which is the translation of or the result of or the activity, defensive activity of the white blood cells. So that's what uh, an inflammation is. It's a defensive uh, reaction of the body.
0: You know, we have this attitude in modern medicine uh, that we have to master control the symptoms instead of understanding that it's really the body doing the best it can to fix itself. So um, inflammation... Uh, is calling in all the troops as you described but it's still very painful and you uh, tell us where we draw the line between allowing the inflammation to do its own thing and relieving the discomfort of it
1: yeah (laughs) well um, normally the inflammation is a reaction which lasts a short time, and then uh, it should uh, reach its uh, aim, which is destroying of the germs, and then stop. And to stop, uh, the immune system cannot know if it's not informed of it, and that's why the cells which were attacked, or those surrounding them, will send uh, anti-inflammatory prostaglandins or mediators to say, stop stop, uh, defending me, it's over. And then uh, the inflammation, the reaction, will uh, stop, or, well, first become weaker and then stop completely. That's the natural process, uh, the complete natural process. And um, it can be a bit painful, but not necessarily too painful. But sometimes it can be too painful, that's true. And, of course, the wish arises to uh, soothe the pain. And there are other situations in which the order to stop the reaction of defense is not given, because it cannot be given, Uh, and we are there in a chronical information. Uh, The the process of defense lasts too long, and not only will the microbes be destroyed, but also the surrounding cells. And um, in such cases, of course, there must be a stop puts this uh, reaction, and that's the uh, that can be done with the uh, remedies for inflammation. Mm-hmm.
0: Now we're all familiar with NSAIDs, NSAIDs like ibuprofen and and things like that, yeah. and and probably the grandfather of them all, which is aspirin. Yeah. I I found it very interesting the whole history of the discovery of aspirin. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yes, um, all through history, human beings, since maybe the Greeks in antiquity, have used uh, meadowsweet to um, to cure pains in the in the joints. They had noticed that it would relieve the pain and uh, the swelling will go away, and so forth. And this was one plant which was well-known, uh, and there was another one which is uh, White Willow, and um, used for the same reason. Now, in the 19th century, when chemistry was much more developed, they analyzed those two plants, and they found a substance which was, had uh, anti-inflammatory um, uh, properties. And they tried to copy it, and they copied it they gave it pure to different patients and it helped them cure their pains but also gave them pain because it was very well, uh, badly tolerated by the stomach so they worked more on it and finally find uh, a molecule which is uh, well tolerated by the stomach, more or less well tolerated, and which is quite effective to kill pain and, and calm the inflammation. And this um, substance is at the base of aspirin. And aspirin has a certain taste or smell, and if you. Uh, well, most people know about it. But if you, take a, you make a tea with meadow sweets or white willow, uh, people are always very uh, surprised to, to see that it has the same taste and smell. Mm-hmm. And it's not because meadow sweet has copied aspirin, it's because aspirin was copied, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a copy of Med- meadow sweet. And it's a nearly the same substance, but in the mm-hmm. plant, it's surrounded by many other molecules, which makes it very uh, easy to uh, tolerate it by the stomach, which is not the case with uh, a unique molecule as you find in uh, aspirin.
0: That, that was a point I wanted to make because the, um, the natural form of uh, herbal anti-inflammatories um, is so well tolerated by the body, and yet it has a slower mode of working. So there again is another trade-off. Uh, how do we decide what we need
1: but the uh, plants will have uh, a, a little bit less effective or less quickly effective, because um, the amount of uh, active molecules is lower. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, it's it's a. Uh, Well, it's a disadvantage, but natural medicine doesn't only use uh, anti-inflammatory plants. Basically, natural medicine, if someone has an inflammation or is ill, it's because uh, his body is too filled with toxins. And what we do if someone has a problem, we start uh, cleansing the body by detoxifying that is stimulating the liver, kidneys, intestines, skin, to work better, faster, and eliminate more toxins, which are, in fact, the cause uh, of the the health problem, basically the cause of the health problem of the person. So when you work on both sides, on the terra, the accumulation of toxins, and take a uh, uh, natural uh, anti-inflammatory remedy uh, it's possible to have very good results but i admit that in some cases the pain are so strong or the inflammation so strong and the person so weak to react that it is necessary to take uh, a medicine like uh, aspirin or uh, cortisone because the person cannot the body of the person cannot fight uh, well enough Mm -hmm. One has to be open. One can not do everything, everything with natural medicine. Sometimes we can't, and then someone else has to take our place.
0: But natural medicine really is the the, the holistic approach, and, and as you say, allopathic medicine has its place, and they they should work hand in hand. I guess they call it integrative medicine. But natural medicine really focuses on um, the the whole picture of the individual, as you mentioned. It's detoxification, proper nutrition. Uh, and then, dealing with um, the, the the symptoms when the body goes out of balance, what are some of the best ways of detoxification?
1: Well, the organs which are uh, whose uh, aim is to uh, whose work is to, to to get rid of the toxins are the excretory organs such as the liver, the kidneys, and so forth so to To stimulate these organs, I think the best way of doing it is to use plants. So for the liver, for example, there are plants like uh, dandelion, or black radishes, or artichokes, or rosemary, which are very powerful to stimulate the the, the liver to work uh, better. And by taking those plants, one of these plants at a time, um, three times a day in the form of teas or drops of uh, mother tincture, for example, or in the form of powder in capsules, the liver will be uh, stimulated three times a day to work more, and it will work more and eliminate more toxins which it has taken in the blood, which circulates in the body. So there's a cleansing of the body, a progressive cleaning of the body. First, the liver is clean, and then the blood is clean, and then the blood will take toxins which are deeper in the tissues and so forth. So, and the same process is done with the kidneys so that the kidneys will eliminate more urine, which uh, is uh, full of toxins. Or there's another way of uh, doing it is um, stimulating sweat, uh, like sauna or hot baths to um, make the person sweat, because when we sweat, we get rid of a lot of toxins. And also emptying the intestines with plants, which stimulate the uh, intestinal transit or... Uh, peristaltism, how it's called, or taking uh, flax seeds and so forth to help the, the transit. There are, there are many, many different uh, ways of doing it. I've uh, mentioned many of them in my book, The Optimal Detox. It's a very practical book to, um, to be, which is addressed to people who are, uh, so that they can detox on their own at home with uh, different plants or other uh, means.
0: So, what makes us uh, get toxic in the first place?
1: Well, in the first place, uh, toxins do not fall from uh, the sky just like that. <laughs> they are formed with, uh, they are produced by the body with what we eat. And by eating, we eat foods, but these foods can be full of chemicals because of pollution or food additives. Or uh, by eating, I also mean when people take medicine, remedies, which can be chemicals and drugs and so forth. Nowadays, most people overeat and um, their body don't need all that food and it gives a lot of uh, toxins. The fact also that we are very stressed with our way of living, we block the different uh, elimination processes and therefore we don't eliminate as much toxins as we should. And if they don't go out of the body, they stay inside of the body, they accumulate and they deteriorate the terra, the cellular environment, and that's for natural medicine, the basic nature of all illnesses, those toxins which uh, hinder the good functioning uh, of the body, of the cells, of the organs. So that's why in in natural medicine, one great part of it is um, to detoxify the body in order to get uh, rid of these uh, toxins.
0: Now, your current book talks about inflammation, um, but you mentioned the terrain surrounding the individual cells. Um, What is the role of the acid-alkaline balance in creating an optimal terrain?
1: Well, our terrain should be in a balance between the acids and the alkaline. Uh, it can be measured. It's the pH, uh, and the terrain should have a pH of seven, which is neutral. 7.3, in fact. And but the way we live, the we Especially what we eat and the stress and lack of exercise uh, has a result that our body is in imbalance there, there are more acids than alkaline in our body, and that's um, it's, they are toxic. these acids are considered as toxins, a special kind of toxins, and the result of the presence of these toxins is that there is an imbalance between the acid and the alkaline. And acids have um, not only can take a lot of place and hinder the functioning of cells or organs, but they are also very aggressive. They attack the cell and cause uh, an inflammatory uh, terror that is a propensity to have inflammation or when there's an inflammation which starts to increase it.
0: You can imagine uh, when you have an open cut and you get lemon juice on the cut that yeah. uh, your, your body is reacting painfully. So I guess if you translate that to the interior of the body and you bathe all of your cells in an acid environment, they will be pretty unhappy
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's why if someone is in such a state, uh, the natural naturopath will help the person to de-acidify. That is, one, uh, stop putting so many acids in a body, and secondly, to open the excretory organs so that the acids come out of the body, and thirdly, to take uh, alkaline mineral supplements to neutralize more quickly all the acids which are in the body. And so tell, uh very effective.
0: Tell us what are some of the biggest culprits in acidifying the body in the first place?
1: Well, uh, the, the biggest, well, the main are um, mm-hmm. foods which are rich in protein, and especially meats, red and white meat, mm-hmm. sausages and all so forth, but also a bit of um, fish, uh, um, cheese, and uh, eggs. But less. But then all the starch fruits, not potatoes, but cereals, pasta, breads, have a tendency to acidify the body, and an excess of fat also, and um, sugar, uh, white sugar, and candies, pastries, and everything which is made with um, uh, white sugar. You might say there's nothing, not much left. <laughs> but there are uh, the alkaline foods, which should be eaten in much greater quantities, uh, are all the vegetables, green vegetables, all the different kind of salads, and colour, uh, colored vegetables as carrots, radishes, mm-hmm. uh, and so forth. And also potatoes, bananas, almonds, chestnuts, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So there's the... Um, uh, if someone is too acidic, he should eat less of the acidifying foods and more of the alkalizing foods.
0: Well, we're a great culture for supplements. So tell us what about these alkalizing supplements.
1: Well, these supplements, uh, well, the body has a defensive system against the acid, and that is it takes an alkaline mineral, puts it with an acid, and that will give a salt which is neutral. So the body needs a lot of alkaline minerals to neutralize the excess of acids. And by eating more alkaline, the body gets more of these alkaline uh, minerals, but it's also possible to take pearls which are made of different alkaline minerals, easy to metabolize, uh, such as uh, magnesium, potassium, sodium, and, and so forth. There, there are different preparation on the market, uh, quite a few, in fact. And uh, by taking these uh, complements, and the important thing also is to dose them correctly, so that um, the dose is correct. And that means to take as much, as many, uh, as many pills of uh, those minerals is necessary uh, to get uh, urine pH which is at seven. And that means that the body re- receives uh, the most it can, uh, tackle, and it will neutralize a lot of acid and that will accelerate the uh, health, that, um, the, um, that the person is healthy again, mm-hmm. that he gets rid of his uh, problems.
0: And you you test your urine with these little test strips. Um, that yeah. yeah. Now. Yeah. You
1: tell,
2: uh, you,
1: yeah? Sorry. No. But you, you you test it by with the urine, um, and you test it all through the day to have a, a general idea of the pH. And the normal pH would be seven. If it's. 6.5, it's not too good, but it's okay. Uh, not too bad, I mean. But if it's uh, 6 or 5.5, then it's really very acidic, and mm-hmm. something must be done very quickly.
0: Now, we, we always think of calcium as being the the sort of antacid, um, but calcium alone is not necessarily recommended. Is that true? Uh,
1: what do you mean? Calcium taken in a pill? Uh, yes, uh-huh. Yeah, of course, it would be better to to have calcium in the foods to neutralize the acids. Mm-hmm. But if then there's a need of more, then it can be taken in the form of citrates um, of calcium, which is a very uh, uh, easy combination of uh, calcium uh, presentation of calcium to use uh, for the body. So maybe not perfect, but it's uh, very easy mm-hmm. to use. Yeah.
0: So, uh, in fact, I, I think. Uh, Generally, people will recommend chelated minerals, which are citrates yeah. or malleates. Um, yeah, yeah. The the other point I wanted to make w- about the acidic environment is that that is also uh, a condition that predisposes to osteoporosis um, because the the body will leach the calcium out of the bones in order to um, neutralize the acids in the body.
1: Yeah. Not the maybe the main reason of osteoporosis, but it's it increases the the loss of calcium for sure. Yeah,
2: acidity, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And okay, while we're on the subject, what is the main reason?
1: Well, it's um, uh, hormonal. Uh, I mean, with the change of hormones, mm-hmm. the 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 body will not keep the the minerals as much as it should, and uh, the problem arises because the density of the bones is uh, not high enough. I mean, there should be enough calcium in the bone in order to last last until we die. Uh, uh, But if we start with a low level of calcium because of the wrong foods that we are eating, well, it will for sure diminish uh, at a certain age. But if we we start uh, losing calcium, when the level is already low, very quickly we'll have too little of it and have osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. I think that if someone starts in his life with uh, bones which are really densely uh, occupied by calcium, even if he loses some at the end of his life, it will cause no problem because there's enough still in the bones.
0: Now, what are the anti-inflammatory um, remedies that we can take? Uh, i I'd just like to point out in your book um you give a, a very extensive coverage of them including the history of the of the remedy uh and the dosage and how to use it so um that's uh, I, I just wanted to point that out to our listeners because yeah. it makes it such a valuable book so getting back to the question what are some of the um your favorite natural anti-inflammatories
1: well my favorite is um uh a remedy which stimulates the body to produce cortisone. Cortisone is a hormone which is produced by the body and which has anti-inflammatory uh, properties. And cortisone is given by the doctors uh, but it's produced in, in labo- laboratory and uh, the dosage is quite high and it's difficult to use. But there's a, uh, another way of doing it, it's using a plant which stimulates the body to produce its own cortisone. So there's no excess possible, no uh, side effects. And the plant impression is black carrots uh, prepared in a glycerin maceration or mother tincture. But it's not the leaves or the fruits of black currant; it's the buds, buds of black carrots. Hmm. When the person takes the remedy, it stimulates the suprarenal glands to produce cortisone. It is natural cortisone, it's human cortisone, and it will then uh, be transported by the blood to the place, uh, well, all over the body, and the place which is in, in, inflamed will be uh, treated by the cortisone which arrives there. It's a plant. Many people would think, well, it takes a lot of drops or it takes a long time before it's effective, but it's not true. It's very quick in its, uh, um, in its work. If someone, for example, has he fever and he's, he's sneezing a lot, he's, uh, he has a um, running nose, the eyes are all red and uh, crying, he takes 30 or 40 drops of this uh, preparation in, with a little water. Well, 10 minutes after he can feel that it's uh, he doesn't sneeze as much, the eyes are not uh, crying as much. And after a while, it can be completely, uh, it can completely stop. Uh, In most cases, it's uh, after 10 minutes, you can start feeling something. And after 20 or half an hour, it can, the hay fever can stop for for a while. Of course, it will not stop forever, but uh, for a few hours. And then the person takes another doses and and so forth. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a way of uh, treating hay fever or all the allergies, um, either taking one dose when necessary or all through the day when it's a, a time for hay fever. Three mm-hmm. times a day, 30 or 40, 50 uh, drops. But it doesn't only work on hay fever. If someone has an infection, a cystitis or uh, prostate problems or um, joint problems, it will also work. He will feel um, that the pain uh, decreases after he takes the the, the plant.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: would now, say start with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You you talk about making a mother tincture. I, I I can't wait to get into my little alchemical kitchen to try out some of these remedies. Are are these um, ingredients available?
1: The mm-hmm. mother tincture is a uh, preparation in which the plant has been put into alcohol so that the active uh, molecules are taken in the alcohol and then, then it is dosed that the final remedy has one tenth of active substances and nine tenths of alcohol. A tincture is a mixture with no specific uh, relation between the two, but a mother tincture is uh, one to ten.
0: So it's one not quite ho- ho- it's not quite homeopathic.
1: It's the first decimal. <laughs> uh-huh. It's one D, in fact. So it's quite right. uh, no, it's not really homeopathic, yeah.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But um, that's the way it's done.
0: And where does the glycerin come in?
1: Well, there are two preparations: mother tincture I've just described, and the other one is glycerin maceration. That's a mixture of alcohol and glycerin. And the plant is put in this mixture, and then water is added and to have a 1 to 10 uh, proportions. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, it works with the, uh, black cairns will work well in both uh, preparation, but it must be buds of black currants,
0: not mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. So, go visit your local friendly herbalist. <laughs> Um, Tell us about prostaglandins Where do they come in to the picture?
1: Well, the prostaglandins are the substances Which are uh, produced by the cells which are uh, being attacked And there are two kinds of uh, prostaglandins The prostaglandins, which we call here in the French uh, area uh, of of, uh, war And that gives the information to the um, immune system that there's something wrong and it it should send white blood cells to defend the body. And there's another kind of prostaglandins, which are prostaglandins of peace, which are uh, secreted by the cells um, when the inflammation has to be finished, has to stop. And it's to inform the immune system that now it has to stop to send white blood uh, cells to defend the, the body. And by not sending them anymore, the inflammation will decrease and then uh, disappear. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, it, it's a bit like the sympathetic and parasympathetic system where yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the warriors are calling for an all out attack, and then the, the peacemakers come in and say, okay, calm down. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are um, food substances that you mention that are anti prostaglandins. So they they tell the warriors to go home. Um, what are the what, what, what are the best ones and how do they work?
1: Uh, I suppose you are talking about uh, omega threes.
0: I am. In fact,
1: yeah, the body to produce those prostaglandins of peace anti-inflammatory uh they have to have enough omega-3s. I mean, the cells build those prostaglandins of peace with omega-3s if there are enough available. And that's the problem nowadays, that many people are lacking in omega-3s because of the way they eat. I mean, these omega-3s can be found mostly in oils, plant uh, oils, which are cold-pressed, not uh, heated and then pressed. And most people use oils which are, uh, well, let's say to, to get oil, you put, for example, olives in the press, and you press them, and you get oil. But if you heat the olives, you'll have more oil, so you can send more, sell more and have more money. But the problem is that by heating the, the olives, it destroys the omega-3s. And most people nowadays use oils which are pressed with heat, and therefore are lacking in omega-3s. So the idea is to first eat oils which are cold-pressed, and especially those of seeds which are very rich in omega-3s. And in my book, I give the list of these uh, different oils. Um, well, one which is quite uh, well-known is flax uh, oil. Uh, it's Nearly uh, 54 percent of it is omega-3s, or hemp oil is 17 to 19 percent, walnut is 12 percent, and so forth. But there are higher uh, proportions, like perilla, 65 percent of uh, Mm -hmm. omega-3s. So it takes about uh, two to four uh, tablespoons to get a dose of omega-3, which is high enough. I can even give you numbers. The 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 amount of omega-3 we need each day is 2 grams, but in fact a lot of people only get 0.2 to 0.6 grams. That is only 10 or 30 percent of the needs, body needs. So that means that when the body has to produce those prostaglandins of beef, well, it cannot or not enough because there's a lack of omega-3s. Which can be corrected, this lack can be corrected by taking these oils, I explain exactly how in my book, or by taking also animal sources of oils, that is fish oils. Mm-hmm. They are also very rich in omega 3. Well, here there are two possibilities either eat more fishes, which are rich in omega 3, and those fishes are mackerel, salmon, herring rainbow trout, and so forth, Mm -hmm. or take capsules of these oils. Uh,
0: Now, uh, your comment about the vegetable oils raises a question in my mind about the fish sources of omega-3s, because a lot of them are molecularly distilled, so they don't taste so fishy. Um, Does that distillation process not damage the omega-3s?
1: Well, it seems not, no.
0: It seems mm-hmm. not
1: yeah mm-hmm. I thought you were going to give tell me that fishes uh, have a lot of uh, heavy metals in them, and that's true. it's a problem uh, because of the pollution, but um, eating fish is a good thing, and one can find uh, uh, fishes without uh, well, how do you call it um, uh, well without uh, too many or pollution, no, mm-hmm. uh, pollution yeah
2: yeah.
0: And the prevalence of of um, or or the lack of omega threes in our diet, I think, is part of the overall picture in this chronic inflammation that we are all experiencing in all the aches and pains of arthritis and tendonitis and and all the itises. Um, yeah. So, you going back to the whole picture, um, I was particularly struck in your description of the omega-6s. So, I want you to talk first about the, the balance between omega-3s and omega-6s, and um, then I want to make a point about omega-6s as being a, particularly the linoleic acid chain being a precursor to um an anti-inflammatory effect.
1: Yes. Well, it's it becomes quite complicated with all the chemical names and all. But the, the idea is that omega-3s are good. Omega-6 is another uh, fatty acid is good also, but the, there is a certain proportion between the two, and, uh, which is healthy. And the ratio has been calculated as being uh, it should be five omega-6 uh, for one omega-3.
0: So tell us the, so, the where, where omega-6s are found.
1: Well, in oils also.
2: Mm-hmm. In
1: oils also. And there's a tendency to think they're not so good as omega-3s, but they are very good for the, for our uh, for our health. But they shouldn't be there in too big uh, quantities. And they are there, or should we say omega-3s are not present in large enough quantities. When people... Uh, uh, eat too many bad fats, that is fats from uh, animals like uh, well meat and uh, too much dairy products and so forth. An excess of bad fats will increase the need of omega-3, which is already low. So the idea to try and compensate all that is to eat far less meats and uh, dairy products not cutting them off completely, but far less than usual, and to uh, eat much more uh, fishes and um, enough of those oils we were talking about, a lot of uh, vegetables uh, and so forth, which bring a bit of uh, omega-3 and compensate the excess of omega-6. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, I was particularly impressed by a a, a graph that you had in your book where you talk about the transformation of one of the uh, fatty acids in the omega-6s into anti-inflammatory prostaglandins. And you talk about four stages um, where the first stage... Um, in order to do that, you need to have good levels of zinc, magnesium, vitamin B six, and biotin, and that this particular process is inhibited by things like um, deficiencies of zinc or insulin or or viruses or chemicals or alcohol. Um, you already mentioned the trans fatty acids and the saturated fats, radiation. that was a good one. Um, So, you know, it it seems that it's like running a gauntlet. Um, I think this really speaks to the notion of holistic health and holistic medicine. So many different factors coming in together to to either disrupt or... um, advance our health, uh, you know, how do you navigate modern life uh, with all of its, you know, dietary and stress temptations and chemical environment, um, and stay healthy?
1: Well, um, the, the way to do it is, um, a lot of, of it is through foods. We can eat foods which are deficient in zinc, magnesium, vitamin B6, and so forth because they are processed foods. So the solution here is to, to eat whole grains, whole bread, whole rice, and so forth because the whole sugar is if someone really needs sugar like that, so that all the vitamins and minerals are in the in the the food in, in question, It's that is eating uh, brown or whole bread instead of white bread, right, for example. Mm-hmm. And um, the other uh, <clears throat> the other um, uh, aspect of it is to try and avoid taking any of the poisons or small poisons which can hinder the, the, all these processes, natural processes. That is, um, to, excess of alcohol, drugs, can, chemicals, pollution. Um, well, if someone uh, lives in town and the air is polluted, there's nothing much. He cannot choose to breathe another air unless he decides to move away. But he can maybe not be so good at, on this point, but have a food, food eat food, which uh, have no chemicals in it, no pollution, and drink water, which is clear, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And there's another, uh, another way, which is, uh, there's a way to get rid of uh, the pollution and the chemicals in the body, and that is to eat a lot of, uh, to have a lot of vitamins and minerals because they neutralize chelate these uh, to- uh, poison, and then uh, help them to be eliminated out of the body. So, basically, it's always come back to what has been said already for a long time ago. Eat good foods, rich in vitamins, minerals, and so forth, and avoid all the others. And uh, avoid all the drugs, uh, chemicals, pollution you can not to be uh, intoxicated with all those um, bad uh, molecules.
0: Yes, I'm reminded uh, when I I used to work in uh, public health in the UK that uh, there was a study done that showed that during World War II, when there was rationing of sugar and when the only bread available was whole grain bread, that the actual public health improved dramatically.
1: Yeah, and there are stories which say that when the... All the nurses and doctors go on strike in the hospital. There are few people who die <laughs> <laughs> because they take, le- they take less medicine. <laughs> but uh, the restrictions be- uh, during a war is uh, it's a fact because. You eat less, so you've got less toxins coming in the body. But of course, there's a uh, if you eat too little, then you might, might lack in proteins and vitamins and get ill again. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, we are in between two things. Not to get too many toxins, but not to be in a situation where we eat so little that we are lacking in vitamins and uh, and. uh, Proteins, for example, there are the two aspects in relation with uh, illnesses: lack and uh, over presence of uh, toxins can Mm -hmm. get us ill.
0: There's a great movement here, um, in the States called the slow food movement. It's, um, uh, encouraging people to get back, uh, into eating, um, family meals, uh, cooking from primary ingredients instead of using processed foods. And, uh, when, when you think about uh processed foods it's it's kind of denaturing the food and adding all kinds of additives to give it a long shelf life uh similarly drugs are denaturing the original material the original herbal substances that have all of these other vitamins and protective minerals around so when you take drugs you end up taking more and more drugs to deal with the side effects of the first drug yeah uh, so get back, get back to nature. I guess is really the underlying message here. Yeah, it
1: is, yeah, yeah. We've been uh, created or formed by nature, and a certain kind of food which is expected that our body receives so that it can function. If we decide to, and a certain purity of air, water surrounding. If we decide to do something else, well. We should not be surprised that we're not so healthy as we could. And uh, the solution is to come back to nature,
0: yeah. Uh, How can people best use your book, do you think?
1: Uh, Well, the the book on natural remedies um, can be used in, in first, the reads about the anti-inflammatory remedies so that they understand how it works. But then at the end of the book, there's an index which, uh, have all the different kind of inflammatory illnesses and the page in which it is, uh, treated. So it's, it will bring you to the page where, uh, the different plants or other remedies are given. So for example, if you've got, uh, pain in the, uh, joints, you can Then you'll be uh, linked to the pages which talk about, for example, um, uh, devil's claw, which is a plant which is very good in joint problems, or also with uh, lemon uh, eucalyptus or wintergreen. So then you read about the plant wintergreen, uh, how it is taken, what kind of preparation, here it's essential oil, how you use it. You rub it on the, on the joints and so forth, and, exp, and it explains everything. I think that's the way to use it. Um, go to the index to find out uh, where it talks, which are the plants which are good in your uh, health problem.
0: I suppose with uh, the Internet, uh, you can order just about anything, including the, the ingredients for all of these yeah. Remedies. Um, you know, it's absolutely fascinating. I have this image of the uh, the wise woman herbalist uh, going through the countryside with her basket and picking herbs in the forest. Yes, yeah. And barks and, and berries and things. Uh, well, it's just, just as we're trying to get back into the kitchen for food, maybe we have to get back into the kitchen to make our own herbal remedies. And, and that is yes. now possible yes. with... Yeah.
1: So, for those who cannot do it, there is the possibility to buy preparation already made by someone who's good at it. Absolutely. Pinctures, I mean, essential oils can be bought easily nowadays.
0: Yeah. And, and this book gives a really wonderful, in, uh, as you say, the, the index of what to use for which conditions. It's called Natural Remedies for Inflammation um where can people uh find out uh, what are you working on now you you are quite a prolific author <laughs> my next book
1: is on the spiritual mysteries of the blood it's really a, a yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but maybe let's uh, let's stay with the natural remedies for information if people go on my website, uh, whose address is ChristopherVezy, in one word, dot .ch. They will find a presentation of the book with the content uh, and also an, um, an article or two on the subject. And there uh, they can have a better idea of what is in the book. And to order the book, well, they can order it directly at Inner traditions or um, many other big websites which sell books. And uh, Or in the bookshop, they can order it, and they'll get it uh, very soon.
0: They can either, even order it through my website. Um, yes. And I, would, <laughs> I would like to point out that um, Vasey is V-A-S-E-Y, so it's Christopher Vasey, V-A-S-E-Y, dot, com, uh, dot C-H, Canton Helvetic, for Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, it's been a fascinating hour with you. I'm I'm so pleased that I have this book in my hot little hand. It is again called Natural Remedies for Inflammation by Christopher Vasey, N.D., uh, Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine, by Healing Arts Press, which is a division of Inner Traditions. And I am so glad that you were with us. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you, and goodbye.
0: Our guest next week is James O'Day, talking about his new book, The Conscious Activist. Wonderful, wonderful book. Remember that you can find all the books that we discuss, as well as thousands more, as well as interviews and videos, on our website, ncreview.com. And while you're there, make sure you have a look at our new digital magazine, New Consciousness Review, The Magazine. And now we're going to close with a beautiful song from Laura Berman called Know What You're Here For. Really Are by Laura Berman from her album Everything In Between. Laura hails from New York, but she now lives here in Portland, Oregon. Greatly in demand as a session singer as well as a touring singer, songwriter and featured vocalist, Laura makes her life work about healing, expression and expansiveness. Her website is laurabermanmusic.com This is one of our last shows for Contact Talk Radio because we're moving to another network. But you can always find us through our website, ncreview.com. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next week. Until then, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.